doing a podcast. <laughs> Batman and Fletcher are doing a podcast. Blackheart's doing a podcast. Coming back. Oh yeah, you. we're back um, again. We are back. We're doing a movie. <laughs> talking about a movie that uh, I feel that I that was made for people microdosing. Made by people microdosing <laughs> themselves, possibly. Yeah. Uh, Whitehead, you want me to name the movie? Or you want to name it? I'll name it. We watched a movie called Greener Grass. From 2019. Yeah, fairly new-ish. And, uh, yeah, this was a fucking movie, man. Like, the tagline was, "If Wes, what it's like, what if Wes Anderson directed a Black Mirror episode? And then they followed it up with... It's like if David Lynch directed an episode of Desperate Housewives. And I was like, well, those are two directors I really like. Yeah. And then just seeing the trailer, I was just, I don't know. I, I, didn't, know what, I didn't know what type of movie we were walking into. I didn't know how strange it was going to be. Yeah. Um, it was fucking weird. A little bit of um, Tim and Ericiness too, like you were saying last night. Yeah, with the weird, uh, just, I don't know. Kind of unsettling at times. Yeah. I've seen things that kind of liken this more to a horror, which I I could I couldn't I couldn't say that. I mean there are some t- very unsettling parts. Yeah, but nothing like unsettling like in the sense of something like hereditary for anyone out there listening. Yeah. Not like just unsettling in its awkwardness. If is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I think it's one hundred percent fair. Like I never felt scared during this, and I was waiting for it to go into full horror too. Yeah, because uh, near the very beginning, they they start talking about a murder has happened in their town. Yeah, so I thought, oh, and there's also a character named Little Helen who pops up throughout the movie, sometimes in impossible places. Yeah, she's like watching. All the time, the main characters. Yeah, and sometimes the main character can hear her. And she's always in the back, like, either, like, quietly giggling or quoting things she said prior. Yeah. Um, do you remember the main character's name? Cause, or did we ever, did we even get one? We did. It was, um, sorry, character names. I know they're not the Wet Bottoms. <laughs> yeah, that was the other family. A lot of last names. It was, uh, the main ones were... We're Jill and Lisa. Jill and Lisa. Yeah, Jill and Lisa Wetbottom. Or no, Jill, I don't think we ever got, did we get Jill's last name? I don't think we did, but we got the other one's we got last Lisa's name last several we- times. Made that reservation. Yeah. And for what's worth, there were some legit funny parts in this. Like, there's a part where they go to a restaurant. <laughs> a French restaurant. A French restaurant, and the Wetbottoms made the reservation. And uh, it's two couples, two suburban couples, and they're bringing the food, and someone drops something, and the waiter's like, uh, don't tell anyone, and they drop all the food on the floor, and they're like, it's fine, and then everyone just starts eating the food off the floor. Like, very quickly, everyone rushed to the floor. It started, like, giving each other their, would you order again? The linguine or some shit? Yeah, like, uh, like it, 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 this movie was just all around odd. There was a little John Watersness in it too. Yeah, yeah. Um, For any Pink Flamingos fans out there, ugh. no one ate dog shit though. No, no one ate dog shit. But uh, someone did turn into a dog, and it was socially acceptable. Yeah, no um, one really questioned it. Now, I, 
again, not trying to really shit on the movie, but we didn't get the the boy turning into a dog to like a solid forty minutes in the movie. And based on the trailer, you feel like that's going to happen in the first ten minutes, yeah, or fifteen or so. But yeah, one of the couples their their kid becomes a dog after falling into a pool. Well, before that, at the very beginning of the movie, they're watching their, the two main characters are watching their kids play soccer. Oh yeah, we can't forget that. And this part. Uh, one of them, and they're very passive aggressive and just shitty to each other. It's just fake. Just very fake, very superficial. And like Lisa turns and's like, "Oh, oh my god, Jill, I, just, I love your baby." I, Jill, I just realized you had you, you had an, you had your baby. I, I love her. I love her. And then. The other, or uh, Jill, Jill is like, I guess, trying to impress her or something, and is like, "You can have it if here. you want it. Yeah, you can have my baby if you want it." So she gives her baby away, and everyone's just like, "Cool." Yeah, it, yeah, it works apparently. And then her kid became a dog, and then she's, you know, she's she's kind of regretting throughout the movie giving her fucking baby up. Now that her son's become a dog, her older son. Yeah, then goes back and a couple different times and it's like, hey, can can I have her back? <laughs> and uh, it's met with a resounding no. Yeah. Every time. Which, the part where she was, I, I did think it was funny where she's like, I don't want to be an Indian giver. And she's like, whoa, that's unacceptable. Oh, I don't want to be a Native American giver, but can I have my baby back? <laughs> yeah. No. And she's like, it never hurts to ask. And then Lisa's like, no, it, it did. It, it did hurt. It did hurt. Um, but yeah, it's like everyone's microdosing and just fucked up. Yeah, slightly. Which I did remember turning to you and being like, imagine if you ate mushrooms and watched this movie. I, think I couldn't. You might freak I could fuck out. People would. I would not. That would not be an enjoyable movie. Because like I was, I mean, I wasn't very. I wasn't sober when I was watching it, but. Uh, yeah, I just knew like this would not be a movie to watch on any amount of psychedelics. I think it'd freak me out. Yeah, like I, I'm trying. We were sitting here trying to think what the message of this movie was. Like, obviously, they are taking a shot of like suburbia. No one drives cars in in their particular community, though. That's a little weird. Like, everyone has golf carts. Yeah, yeah. A lot. That's it's like the same model golf cart too, but just, just like different colors and shit. Yeah. Different little, like, I think she had, like, little mini curtains on hers. Yeah, like. the main, Jill, the main character. And no one's driving around cool, like, either, like, how uh, Van Wilder had his little golf cart with the Volkswagen VW on it in the fucking movie. Yeah. Like, and I don't think anyone's doing it either, because, like, they're trying to save the environment or anything. It's just, it's a weird point, because there are actual cars outside this community, and when I say outside this community, we, I don't mean like they're trapped in like the village or something. We see one. We well, yeah. We saw a semi. There is a semi truck in the movie towards the latter portion of it. Um, so it confirmed that not everyone uses golf carts. Yeah. And I, wasn't there some trucks at the diner toward the end? Uh maybe. I, I can't honestly remember. I want to say. And in the news thing, there was cop carts at that grocery store. Maybe. I'm trying. I, I can't remember because it's been a night since we watched it now. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I can't recall either. But yeah, it's just. I don't know. There's just a lot of questions this movie poses, and we you don't get answers. Yeah, you do not get answers at all. Like at one point, a soccer ball, Twilson, becomes like Lisa, 
for some reason gets a soccer ball and just puts it underneath her shirt in front Pretend- of in front of a bunch of people, pretending like it's a baby, and you think it's a joke for a minute, and then later they're like, she has the baby wrapped up, and her and her husband are naming it, and they name it Twilson. She's like. Yeah, it was pretty easy birth. I just lifted my shirt and, and came out. Yeah, and, and they were like, we were a little concerned on the initial bounce, but then it came up Wilson's. But we can't na- we can't name it Wilson because that's Tom Hanks' baby. Yeah, and then and then Stoneface, the other husband, just looks and he's like, "What about Twilson?" And then it's Twilson the rest of the fucking movie, and they're taking like pictures with it in the family photos. Yeah, it, it's it's a ugh, it's weird. But I guess in this universe, not everyone is like this. Yeah, outside that community, at least. Or yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many odd things with this movie. Like at one point, uh, Jill's having a break. Like she, Jill's slowly going crazy the whole movie. Yeah, um, she goes and gets her hair cut at one point. Oh God, I and, forgot about and, that. And they cut just a little string, and you see her like wince. And then you just see blood starting to spurt out of the end of the fucking strands of hair they cut. And then you see another uh, beautician sweeping up hair, but it's a bloody pile of hair. Yeah. It, it's very weird. Yeah. it It's a strange movie all around. Like, uh, Yeah. I guess just, I guess the message was people that live in suburbia are just uptight, superficial, fake people. Yeah, and at one point when there is a solid point where it's just like the dad loves when the son becomes a dog because he's rad and like because he's good at sports. Yeah, like they keep doing like air bud shit with the dog. Like the, the dog goes to school, the dog goes to soccer, the dog uh, has eats clothes, dinner with has him. clothes on. Yeah, yeah, his little kid clothes on the whole time. And for a little bit, I just looked over at Matt and was like, "Yo, man, are they just like?" Taking shots at like those couples, they're like, "Our dog is our kid." I mean, I guess so. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, but like every like when the kid turned into the dog, like it was in the middle of a party, and a bunch of the adults were like, "Holy shit!" He like, "Is that your son?" And they're like, "Oh, well, he's wearing he's wearing his clothes that he had on before he went in the pool." Yeah, and they're like, and I think the. Jill looks at, looks in his eyes real deep, and he's got the same color eyes as her son. And she's like, "That, oh my god, that is my son." Yeah, it was. And, yeah, and everyone's cool with it, like that's normal. But like, then again, like the husband's been drinking the pool water the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, for some reason, the husband loves the pool water, and it is gross. Like he has a pool sickle at one point. Oh god, yeah. And then at one point, probably the coolest shot. In the whole, or maybe the most unsettling shot in the movie, he's Jill's divorcing him because that's what her friends told her to do. Yeah, like when she does it on a fucking whim at another party at a bowling rink, and uh, he's obviously not cool with it. He's like, "Oh no, I don't want this. I don't want this. Let's not do this here." And uh, he, I guess, gets upset when she when they finally do go home and talk about it. That uh, she's just like, yep, yeah, we're divorced, and uh, and it's just a shot of him in a pool in his pajamas, swimming towards the camera and gulping water at the same time. <laughs> it's, it's fucking strange, like like that. I could see, like, being the scary part. No, like the way they're like, uh, 
they attributed it to being kind of Lynchian. Like that, that I could see. Yeah. It's like they replaced the, I swear, like uh, all the Lynch stuff with food in Twin Peaks, uh, which that should be a hint of what we do in our next episode. Mm. But uh, like, you know, like how the, the pie and the coffee in Twin Peaks, like the pool water was like, insert David Lynch's love of food, I think. I guess I I dude I don't this this movie was very strange and they did like I said at the beginning of this they also attributed it to like a weird Wes Anderson feel I, I didn't really get that I can see where somebody might but yeah I didn't like maybe the quirkiness factor of the the bright colors and the and the clothing yeah in a sense yeah a lot a lot a lot of pastel colors and a lot they were like some of the families were color coded too yeah because like Jill's family wore pink most of the movie. Lisa's wore like a periwinkle blue, yeah, and like some yellows and stuff. And sometimes. I want to say the the one um, a lot of greens in that other one, that one woman. There was an orange it. family too. Yeah, there was. Yeah, like the family that had the the birthday party, and the one the lady the mother who gets mad at Jill. Oh at yeah, the grocery store. Yeah, because uh, her son said butt. B u t t is in butt. Uh, talking about how Popeye's butt gets bigger when, when he eats spinach. spinach. And she was highly offended. Yeah, her- acted like, hey, your kid showed my kid some fucked up shit on the internet of people getting like beheaded or something. Yeah. That's but- how this mother act about, acted about her child hearing butt, the word butt from another child. Yeah. But I'll- hey, it might have turned her kid bad because at one point, the uh, Jill, not Jill, uh, Lisa's family is like, oh yeah, that's my, that's our son. He's bad now. Yeah, once you go bad, you're bad in this. Um, which there was a hilarious line. Uh, Lisa's son, or no, excuse me, Jill's son, right? With the school part, am I or am I misremembering? Yeah, yeah. It was Jill's son, right? Mm. Yeah, like he starts acting up and like stop acting up. You have to do good in school. And uh, like the mom's getting onto him, and the kid just gets real mad and goes, "You're a school to his mom!" Like out of nowhere, just jumps in her face and screams, "You're a school!" Then gets up and starts dancing around the living room. He's like, "Look at me! I'm Jill. I'm full of classrooms <laughs> and shit." And the dad's just like, "Get, get out of here! Go to your room! Get, get out of here!" Yeah, the the dad acted like he was like, "Fuck you, mom!" or something. Yeah. We, oh, before we forget to uh, every all the adults have braces in this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's weird. Not like the actors have braces. I mean, like the characters have these fake ass braces. And it's all just like the top. They all have braces on their top teeth. Yeah, and it's weird. Um, and you get a really nasty, uh, which I never had braces. I don't think you did either. I never did, no. So I guess this is just like a secondhand grossness. But you get to see uh, Jill take a pair of pliers and like snaps. Pulls the fucking wire out. Yeah. And then starts p- pulling the brackets off of her teeth. Oh, man. It's, it fu- that that we, part we fucked me up. We need JB here because I know he had braces. Yeah. Obviously, I, when I met him, he had braces. But, um. Like, I always wondered how those little parts fit on your teeth. Oh, yeah. But now I know what it looks like when you rip them off. Yeah. It's uh, kind of fucked up and weird. Yeah. I, I probably needed braces, but whatever. Yeah. Um, go mom and dad. No, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, fuck my dentist. So I told him I need him. He's like, I gap will close in, and I'm like, no, it's hereditary, no, dude. No, I, I never. It was the first time ever I was trying to talk to an, an adult. It's a nine year old, 
And he's like, no, you don't. I'm like, no, it's a hereditary gap. He's like, it'll close in as you get older. Well, guess the fuck what it didn't. Dox, I'm not even going to say it's Dox at Dennis right now. I, I should, There are hundreds and millions of fans. <laughs> which but, we uh, do appreciate, y'all. We love you. We do love anyone that is listening, for real. Um, kisses, kisses. Kisses, kisses. A little bit of your highness there for everyone. Um, yeah, it's a strange movie. Also, too, um, I'm trying to remember if there's anything I'm forgetting. I'm tr- Oh, yeah. Uh, Jill's husband, I point out at one point, and Whitehead was in agreement with me, if they had to cast a real-life Jerry for live-action Rick and Morty, this guy fits the look, but still let Chris Barnell do the uh, the voice. Yeah, I, I think it would work. He, like he's he's got he looks like Jerry. Yeah, he just had a Jerry esque like that stare sometimes. Like, yeah, like when he got disappointed. I don't know this. This movie was just all over the place sometimes. Yeah, like you said, I couldn't tell if they were. I mean, yeah, they were making comments on suburbia. Like I said, I wondered if they were making comments on those people that are like or those couples that are like playing house with a dog and are not planning on having kids anyway. Yeah. Where there's a lot of divorce in the movie, so maybe they were just making a lot of digs at people that wear western wear. Yeah. <laughs> apparently yeah. apparently in this community when you get divorced, you're the man. As a as the husband at when you get divorced, you get really into western wear. Like little snap cowboy shirts. Yeah. Which I enjoy a good snap cowboy shirt. I do too. From time to time. But uh we're not wearing bolo ties. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like why can't I have a snappy shirt? They're fun. Yeah, they are. Uh, they f- they're great, and they're fun to pull the snaps off. But yeah, uh, that they are. Yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to wrap this one up, Whitehead? Uh, I, I do want to mention little Helen. Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I don't know the actress's name. I did pull a deep dive cut. Though. Fletcher did pull a deep cut because I was thinking like because they they show her at one point teaching the because like the the murder I mentioned the a yoga teacher got murdered. And oh, no, uh, the bagger got murdered. No, or no another no, yoga teacher got murdered. You're right, never mind. No, no, they thought the bagger was the one who did it. Oh, okay. but it was a yoga teacher that got murdered. And then they eventually, the two main characters go to yoga, and um, this lady walks in with a pushing a one of those TV carts from school. Yeah, and uh, she was like, "Yeah, you know the the former teacher didn't give me any instructions," and is talking about. And she puts Twister on and says it's all about energy, which kind of <laughs> fucked me up last night when she said it. But she comes in chewing on her greasy-looking fucking hair, and which, if your hair bleeds when you cut it, chewing on it just... It's technically cannibalism, in a sense, right? Or just eating your own blood, at least? I, I guess, because, like... I don't the paradigm know, of recycling. Because, like, it seemed like she felt the hair getting cut, so it did I don't know, it's like I was walking around sucking my fingers or something. And if they are bleeding or whatever? Yeah, man, I was eating on them or something. I don't know. But uh, I was like, ugh, that's a very unfortunate-looking woman. Oh, yeah. And uh, then she pops up later, then we realize, oh, that's little Helen. Yeah, no, we had the subtitles on, it gave away the breathing, because you see a little Helen all from her POV, and it kept saying, little Hel- Helen breathes heavy. And I did say, I wonder if we're going to get a spoiler from that. And technically, we kind of... Spoiled it a little bit for ourselves. Um, we were spo- we spoiled that reveal, I guess, if you will. Yeah, and then they show her later, and Fletcher's like, "Oh shit, that's the lady from the opening of 
uh, Boondock Saints. In the meatpacking plant. When, when they're talking about the rule of thumb and it pisses off that one big-ass lady worker. It's her. It's her. And then one of them punches her in the face after she hits the other brother or something. Yeah. Or I can't. I haven't seen Boondock Saints in so long. but A woman so large it takes two men to fight her. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot he insults her. And he's like, well, I guess we should have been the wrist with you. And she's like, that's it, you motherfuckers. Yeah, and starts beating their asses. But uh, I've never seen this lady in anything else, and it was just a very strange place to see her in. What, what, what did I say? It was my Russ Cole moment last night. Like, I saw her once back in 95. She was on a lawnmower. I couldn't tell how tall she was, Marty. She had dirt on her face. <laughs> I couldn't see the scars. The scars. I had, like, a stupid recall. Yeah, but... uh. Oh, speaking of also little Helen, during one scene, little Helen is just like in her house pretending to be her, be which Jill, I kind of kind of got it, kind of figured that's what was gonna happen, you know, potentially gonna happen, because she's constantly repeating things that only Jill's saying. Yeah, and, uh, and sometimes it's when she's by herself, she's repeating things. So it's just like, oh, where is little Helen most of the time uh, when she's not, you know, giving herself away? Um, but then she's just like in her house wearing her clothes, trying to get dinner ready for her kids. But and the husband's not coming. Like at this point, Jill's already been like, "We're divorced." Yeah, so he has to go live uh, above the post office for some reason with another divorcee dad. Yeah, who farts in his sleep and he's not having that. No, but uh, she's like yelling at Jill to get out of her house, and Jill's like, "No, this is my house." And there's a picture in the background. There's a lot of nice background stuff in this movie. A lot movie. of family photos. But there's a family photo of, which you see a couple times earlier in the film, of Jill and her family. But it, when little Helen's there, it's little Helen in the background. And she taped her face over Jill's face, which was gross. I think it's a whole other picture. Oh, oh you think they made I think a whole other picture? I think they just used a whole other picture. See, I thought she just had crudely put her face on there. But it's barely, it's hard to even see, really. Yeah, and it, I was just like, because I was, I was looking, and I was like, why does that picture look so weird? And I was like, oh my god, that's little Helen back there in that picture with with Jill's family. I did scream a little bit when you pointed that out. Yeah, but then there was like other shit, like when the, when they're, uh, they go to the kids, Jill's kids' classroom a couple different times, and the teacher is Miss Human. Yeah, they call her Miss Human. Yeah, and Miss Human's mother killed her entire family, and she has a little sing-along with the kids about it. And I guess constantly reminding people that her mother murdered her whole family, except for her. And then, like, at one point, she's like, hey, kids, who's the biggest, like, crop- Sharecropper. Sharecropper. In our, like, from our community. From our community. And uh, this one kid smugly goes, your mom. And uh, she just looks at the kid, and she's like, you're correct. It is my mother, Denise Human. Yeah. That's... And it's just like, what the fuck? And then then the, the the one other background thing that I thought was funny and just weird, uh, the wet bottoms are in their bedroom having a conversation, and the husband's got his, his taken off his shorts, and he's pulling stuff out of his pockets, and he's pulling change out of his pocket and Forever. putting it in a bowl. And they're having a long conversation, and he just continues to pull change out of his pocket and just throwing it in this in this bowl and it just, just clanging went on too long yeah and i feel like there's probably some other weird background stuff like we missed 
Yeah, I, I feel like that was the type of shit they were like, you know someone's going to eat mushrooms and watch this. Let's freak them the fuck out with that change. Yeah, like people like, oh, I'm too freaked out to directly watch the movie, so I'm just going to look on the, the edges of the screen. Yeah. Because like, like at one point, some dude just waves. One guy <laughs> in the background just waves a that little was bit. Funny. And there's people just dancing in the background in some scenes. Like ballroom dancing. It, it, this movie is just odd. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess b- before we wrap it up and get out of here, we forgot. We got to mention Jill and Lisa wrote and directed it. The yeah. ca- the actors in yeah. real life. Um, they did a good job. It was a very, very weird ass movie. It was funny, but, funny at times. Oh yeah, but just, just, just very strange. It's very strange. Like I don't. It's one. It's one of the weirdest ones we've watched for the podcast in a sense. Yeah, it's kind of so. I don't know. They like. I totally get like the the Wes Anderson and the Lynch. Because a lot of parts remind me of Blue Velvet, the suburbaniness of it. Yeah, and I was kind of getting like Tim and Eric as well. Yeah, the weird like ultra like unsettling parts, like where they focus on their mouths, their quivering lips sometimes. Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, it's just uh, just it's just enough to be just kind of gross you out. Yeah, no dad, dirty socks from Tim and Eric, kind of funny, but yeah. Um, it also kind of reminded me, I guess, with the, the whole Lynch comparison of kind of, um, oh, what's that fucking movie called? Um, Mulholland Drive? No, it's the one where he, the guy falls in love with the lady that lives in the radiator. Eraserhead. Eraserhead, yeah. With yeah, just a, just a weird shit that doesn't ever get any explanation. It, yeah. ju- it just is. Yeah, I could see like maybe that you you know maybe that's why they kind of compared it. It, it to, had a dreamscape quality like Lynch. Yeah, because it was like if Lynch directed an episode of Desperate Housewife, which I watched all, probably the first several seasons of that show. See, I never did. Not bad. A lot of a lot of hot milfs. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I could totally see it. Yeah, it was like a, it was a weird like nightmare of a like. 1950s suburbanness, even though I, they're not in the 50s in this, I don't believe so. Yeah, because there was t- TV and modern news and shit. And I, kids, I and kids with a, knives. Yeah, did anyone bust a cell phone out in this movie? I know a lot of movies don't not, bust out cell not phones. that I know of. No, I don't think they did. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you could tell like from the cars and shit, or the news and like the shit the cops were wearing. Yeah, in like some of the news, like, it was modern day, but it, it felt like a dream, like a weird. Like, like if they had played it, nightmare sh- diet. If they had played it, because like the descriptions is talks about you know it's one one mother or one wife going insane, which I mean she does kind of have a mental break throughout the movie, like you know, and so it keeps growing in severity. Which who wouldn't when you've given your baby away and your son's become a dog and all the other shit we've talked about? Yeah, but. Going into this movie, I was expecting it to be like everyone play it straight at the beginning, and then the weirdness starts happening once she starts, once her uh, facade starts cracking. But they didn't do that. Everyone's just like that from Jump Street. Yeah, and it, it is just odd. Do you uh, want to rate this one before we get out of here, Bubba? Uh, I'll give it six out of ten. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna give it to you. I was like, there, there's just something missing for it for me. I, I guess I thought this was gonna be more like a Greasy Strangler or a Butt Boy. I mean, well, it's see, funny. But, at well, but Butt Boy was was grounded in reality except for one, one aspect. aspect. Yeah, 
where Gracie Strangler, on the other hand, there was a lot of things just set out of... Con- I mean, just, like, I don't know. It was, like, the normal world. There's just weird motherfuckers. Yeah, like... Like a group of weird motherfuckers. But they, and we get that a little bit toward the end in this one, I felt. But yeah, because I start... Yeah, because she kind of goes out into, the, I guess, the somewhat the real world. Like, all, like, just gets on the highway and takes off. And she, like, interacts with other normal people... But then again, not really. Yeah, not too much. Not, like they're not as crazy seeming as the suburbia. It's still fucking weird. Like yeah, and I I, I don't want to you know spoil the end of it or anything. It's just just strange. Well, I guess you could say the grass isn't always greener on the other side necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch y'all later. My hair's bleeding. Peace. Bye.